It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studio is my business partner and fellow CFP, Kevin Corhorn, special guest, Corey Johnson. If you own, run, or work in a small business, running your retirement plan is not easy. There are five major challenges every business faces with their retirement plan. And on today's show, we're sharing what those are and how you can overcome them. That and more on this hour of the Wise Money Show. You ever you ever get up and uh, and get dressed and then you're out in public and you look down and you're like, what is that stain on my shirt? I got a little <laughs> bit of that going on today. We can all relate. Uh, all right. Yeah. We're thankful for Corey and, and his wisdom. He's going to help us. We're, you know, if you're, if you, like Kevin said, you run a small business, you own a small business, or you work in a small business, you've got a retirement plan. You want to make sure it's great. We're helping you overcome those challenges today. If you have questions for the program or need any help, with your 401k, we are here for you. You can call or text 574 222 2000. That's 574 222 2000. Online, is where you can find us and connect with us that way or all over social media, wherever you're at. We are there as well. Just search the Wise Money Show. Welcome back, Corey. Thanks hey, for, Kevin. yeah, thanks for being here. Corey's one of our retirement plan experts, and he and his team have actually been providing tons of relief to. Uh, to businesses in our community, uh, essentially by helping to overcome the, the the challenges we're going to be talking about today, and so we're grateful that uh, that he's going to share some of that wisdom with us. Now, the Wise Money Show is a show about financial planning, and we're going to focus a lot on investment planning and tax planning and retirement planning today. But if you run or own a small business or work in one and have a 401k, this show is for you. Guys, before we get into the obstacles and the the challenges that people need to overcome, as we're talking to small business owners or people that run a small business, what what are they looking for in their 401k? What, I guess, what are, what are they wanting? Well, I think most business owners agree that a 401k is a uh, wanted or almost needed benefit to help retrain, retain and re, uh, recruit employees. But the question is, how do we balance the different challenges of starting one, whether it be cost or administrative burden? And how do we make it a benefit to the employees, but awful, also a benefit to the employer? Right. You don't want it to be this benefit because I would agree with you. It seems like it is a it seems like it is a, a must. It's needed. Um, however, how do you make sure that it is a benefit to the employees and not a burden to you as the owner or to your executive team, leadership team? Yeah, I think it, it, I've never felt it more acutely than throughout the, the kind of the coronavirus and, and things, the, the wave of, especially in the RV industry, when the RV industry made so many units and they were hiring anyone that they could and restaurants were shutting down because their cooks were going to work in the RV business and people could not uh, re- seem to retain uh, their employees. It's a, a couple of things. It's interesting to me because as a financial planner, I always think, well, you want the retirement plan because it's the it's the most effective tool most people are going to have to accumulate wealth in their lifetime. So that's why you would want that. Um, I the as a, as an employer, some employers say, well, yes, 
um, that's that's fine. But it's it's just a um, you know the idea is I, I I want to have a benefit, and so it's just part of my benefits. And I'm not thinking about participant outcomes. We are focused on participant outcomes, yeah. but it's it it's it's strange. Sometimes that's missed uh, by employers, and it. It makes sense because if you're really good at making uh, fill in the blank, making widgets or or drilling wells or trimming trees or pouring concrete or whatever it is you may be doing, if you're really good at that, you might not spend a lot of time, you know, pondering. Yeah. Hey, how how do how does this work? Uh, these these souls that are em- employed by me, how are they going to achieve their great goals in life? Um, some employers are, do think at that level, and um, I think the to me one of the most in, in enjoyable experiences I've had re- related to a retirement plan is we had a, a plan. There was a hundred and I think there was a hundred and fifty employees in this company. And they reached out to us because they wanted education for their employees. Mm-hmm. That was that was the main thing. Now I think okay, I want I I want the employees to stack it up like cordwood and get going towards a retirement plan. And they were they were just they were just at the right place in the funnel because I was I was way more on the effect end and and they're like hey we want the cause. And the cause, part of the cause was, hey, I want this for, uh, I want education for my employees to understand, but also I don't want my employees to see their 401k as a piggy bank or to show up and say, well, I know I can only get my money out with a hardship withdrawal, so I got to come up with the the hard enough hardship withdrawal story to be able to try and get my money out. And just real quick, with that story, you know, that their, that company, their employee participation rate what doubled as we started helping them and doing education and all that. You don't need to share exact figures, but it's pretty breathtaking if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm a participant, right, we're going to talk a lot about, you know, administrative type things, but if I'm a participant, I want a good plan. Mm -hmm. I want a good plan. I want good investment choices. This one drives us nuts as financial planners. You're trying to help someone uh, craft a, a good investment portfolio within their 401k and you're missing essential ingredients. Right. My goodness drives us crazy or when the cost is out of whack or when you don't have some of the options and features from a participant standpoint, just drives us, drives us bonkers. So, all right, let's, that, that's, that's a little banter. Let's get into it. Corey, you shared with me, there's five major challenges every business faces with their 401k, with their retirement plan at work. And we're going to go through those first one, is cost. Okay, let's talk about that and then how do you overcome it? Yeah, this is probably the most popular one where business owners say, I can't start a 401k because it costs too much. And in today's world, there's really two ways you can run a retirement plan thanks to Secure Act 1.0 and Secure Act 2.0. You can have a standalone retirement plan all by yourself where you're really only leveraging your assets that um, the owner and the employees are putting into the plan or you can join what's called a pooled employer plan, a PEP, where you get to leverage the assets of a whole group of employers um, to help lower the costs and fees for everybody. Yeah, so just, just how's that coffee, Kevin? Mm. Uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, leveraging the asset, I mean, some of the costs 
are just flat. If you're going to have a plan, you need an audit. We're going to get to that. If you're going to have a plan, you've got certain layer fees. But then some of the others are percentage-based fees based on how much money's in the plan. And if it's just you, then you have a small amount, relatively speaking, of assets in the plan. But if you pool your 401k with others, and I want to get to that because that sounds almost um, – I don't know, tricky to do, then there's more assets and therefore you can get some breakpoints on fees. So Corey, speak into that a little bit. Yeah. So the pooled employer plan think you can now fall under a bucket or a chassis and attach to that chassis with uh, a large amount of other employers, whether in your your community or regionally or nationally. But what this does is now you are taking – I don't know, instead of $100,000 as a startup plan, you can say, I'm going to have $50 million of assets to help uh, talk with the record keepers and the administrators and saying, hey, we need lower fees because of how many assets we have inside the plan. So if if you're pooling your plan together, does that mean funds are commingled or people don't have their own 401k or own 401k statement? Let's speak to that. Oh, you sound like a business owner, Mike. Yes, That's I do. a great question. So no, the 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 plans, and this is very important, that all of the dollars are segregated. That's the role of the record keeper. And it's a very important role because you can get in big, big, big trouble if you don't get that right. So the the big idea is a volume discount. You're 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 bringing a volume of purchasing power to the table, and in doing so, and we're going to get into this a, a little bit later here. But there are certain things, certain uh, burdens that are lifted from the employer because most employers say, "Hey, I I want to have a business and I want to do this thing. I don't want to have a second business, which means." Mm-hmm. Uh, running a retirement plan. And I've seen it where it almost feels that cumbersome. Yeah. Uh, Pool employer plan, that is a, uh, that changes the game with offering a 401k, a great 401k in your business for you and for your employees. So we're going to get into a couple of the other benefits there, how you can overcome this burden of cost. But then what are the other big challenges every business faces with their 401k? We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What are the five challenges that every small business, every business faces when they're offering a 401k or retirement plan to their employees at work? How, what are they and how can you overcome them? We're helping with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard with me in the KFG studios. Kevin Corhorn, special guest, Corey Johnson. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Wherever you're listening, search The Wise Money Show. Subscribe to or follow the program and then uh, rate the program as well. We appreciate that. We're talking about retirement plans. And there's been some new legislation over the past few years that has significantly changed your 401k. And if I, I just I'll say boldly, if you haven't revisited your 401k recently in the past six months with a retirement plan advisor, you need to. Things have changed. If you also are no longer or you aren't, you run a small business, own a small business, and you aren't offering a 401k or retirement plan at work, the game has changed. You need to sit down and talk to someone. First obstacle every small business faces is cost. And I remember, Kevin. When the team was much smaller, mm-hmm. we had a simple IRA, we had a 401k, we switched back to simple. There's lots of reasons for that, but the cost 
as a small startup entrepreneurial business, it's yeah, it's a hurdle. Things have changed with the PEP that allows you to ha- get a, a a discount because of uh, of a of leveraging a, a bigger size. You also get to avoid some of the costly and frustrating, I don't know, parts of having a 401k, like a plan audit. Corey, what, what, tell us about that. Yeah, the plan audit, um, to say it lightly, is one of the more frustrating parts of having a 401k once you reach 100 employees. it's it, There's really no value to it other than the auditors get paid some money. And that, that, that <laughs> well, can range from ten to $15,000. Yeah, I mean, the only value really would be confirming compliance. Um, but it, 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 you're not far off there. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's an expensive, it's time consuming. There's the soft costs where you say somebody, whether it's my HR manager, whoever it is, is, is typically going to spend somewhere between 20 to 40 hours, uh, doing the behind the scenes work and organizing the data to get it to the right person and uh, to the, the, the auditing firm. So that can it can be fairly time consuming um, and costly, and that's where as part of the pooled employer plan, because we you know when we started uh, we we did a startup plan uh, for a company and they had I don't know I think close to two hundred employees, and they had no assets in the plan, but right out of the gate you know in year one they're writing a check for almost ten grand for the audit and so they they had to be very committed to the cause and the idea that hey we're going to do this because when you look at the expenses of a plan the expenses of the plan can be borne by the employer or they can be borne borne by the employees and typically especially if you can get the the cost down we prefer our our kind of theology of plan costs is that the employer pays as as much as they need to in the first three years, especially if it's a startup plan, to get the the benefits the that the the government offers for starting a plan. Well, so let's speak to that really really quick, Corey. So that's Secure Act 2.0, and I know there's five challenges. We're still on the first one, but let's talk about some of the changes with Secure Act 2.0 with those startup costs. Yeah. So if you're a startup company or a startup plan, I should say. Um, Secure Act 2.0 is essentially saying that the taxpayers are going to pay for the first three years of administrative and startup fees for you mm-hmm. as a tax credit. And then there's also an employer match credit as well, where the taxpayers are um, going to help out with the cost of an employer match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about that? So essentially, for starting a plan, your startup costs and all of that, you're going to be, is it an unlimited tax credit or is it the, up to a certain limit? The limit's up to $5,000 okay. and you have to have, um, it can't be a what we would call a solo 401k. So if you're the only employee of your business as an employer, it doesn't really uh, apply to you. But if you have a an employee that's what's called non-highly compensated, you can take advantage of the credit. Yeah. So you get a tax credit on your startup costs, which if you're doing a, a PEP, you know, that would, that would, you know, get you all the way essentially for the, for most folks. And then the other cost, quote unquote, for your small business, 
of starting a plan is, oh, I need to offer a match. How expensive is that going to be? I've done that math with people where they mm-hmm. say, how much do you think people are going to contribute? How much will the math be? Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and yeah, that's a consideration for sure. And however, <laughs> for the first three years, is that right? The, through the Secure Act 2.0, you get a tax credit to help offset and help pay for that company match that you're offering to your employees. I would have said I, I we would never see something like that, and here we are. Yeah, and for the employer credit, it's actually the first five years. First five years, gosh, even better. So that Corey's saying, I mean, those are tax credits, and that's fantastic. And yet at the same time, it means, you know, it's a burden on taxpayers, but whatever. Right, and, and this has already been said as well, but just a reminder, you're talking about 50 employees or less. Got it. F- to to fully to qualify. To fully get it, yes. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. Second major challenge that every every small business, every business faces with their retirement plan is taxes, Corey. So let's talk. What are, what are the challenges with taxes? Yeah. So really, this just comes down to the blocking and tackling of how is your 401k plan designed? Are you allowing for a pre-tax contribution and a Roth contribution from your employees? How are as an owner how much are you going to be able to use this benefit to help with your tax situation i think what as a participant so as we're doing financial planning for individuals one of the most frustrating parts yes you trying to craft a great investment portfolio not having all the pieces but the other one is saying okay yeah let's let's contribute the maximum amount in this year that's twenty two thousand five hundred in your situation let's contribute all of that and then you look and they can only get 10 grand in because it's not a safe harbor. They're not able to do the full IRS limit. They're limited because of what the average employee is contributing for that, for that plan. And I, it's just terribly frustrating. And so structuring your, designing your plan in such a way that everyone and anyone is able to contribute up to the IRS limit to me is, it is a huge, it's significantly important. And if there's no Roth option that, I just that's terribly mm-hmm. frustrating as well. Yeah, and Mike, you you just mentioned the safe harbor. So in essence, the safe harbor to to oversimplify that that means that anyone can put any amount into the plan. A lot of times, there's limitations. If you are you're considered highly comped if you have some ownership in the company, um, or if you're above a certain wage limit. So this is where the the highly comped folks. Um, and they've experienced this, if they didn't have a safe harbor plan, they're getting a check back in February because the money's getting kicked out of the plan. And so th- this is it's kind of a, a, a bummer. And so if you said, well, what, what would it take to have a safe harbor match? It's 3.5%. And there, you, you typically um, it, it had been four, and then Corey found this, this uh, this way that it can be three and a half, and it's it's a better deal. It's a better deal for everyone, in my humble opinion. So this is this is where, as an employer, I want to look and say, okay, should I should I match three and a half or four um, percent? The nice thing is, if I'm doing that and the employee is is doing five percent to capture or six percent to capture that whole match, they're get they're getting close to ten percent into the plan on an annual basis and it it's pretty amazing how quickly that piles up over time yeah so but but to get to your point mike about the the 
the tax situation, we've seen as we've gone out, and, and if you're listening and you're a participant and you're curious about this, we're doing a show on the five decisions that you need to make as a participant, but we've seen where people who are paying no federal income taxes are putting pre-tax money into a plan. So this is where it gets really important to, to have a plan that's rich in, in, in benefits and, and options to make sure that if I don't pay any federal taxes, I'm not accruing a federal tax liability by putting money pre-tax into a retirement plan. There's also Secure Act 2.0, lots of changes with a different tiering structure with um, with um, catch-up contributions, but then also a mandate that catch-ups for some people would need to go Roth. So you got to make sure you've got that feature. What are the other challenges businesses face with their 401k? How can you overcome them? We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. One of the one of the big benefits of having a 401k is the tax planning that's available to you as a participant, business owner, and you want to leverage that, make sure that your plan design is structured so that it is a huge tax benefit. We're helping overcome challenges to your retirement plan and more. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn, special guest Corey Johnson. Every episode of the Wise Money Show, as well as a lot of other content, is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there, turn on notifications. You're made aware every time we drop new content, which is all throughout the work week, and leave comments there, questions as well. We appreciate it. We're talking about your retirement plan, whether you're just, you know, you're using it at work or you manage or run your business or you own a business, what are the major challenges everyone faces with their retirement plan? And thankfully, thankfully, there's some laws that have helped change that and, and help you overcome these challenges and as well as working with the right individuals who can overcome these challenges too. Still on the second one here, taxes, a couple other things that we can need to hit on to help you overcome the that that burden, that challenge. Yeah, we've already talked about how much an employee can put into the plan, whether that's pre-tax or Roth. We talked about an employer match, but there's actually a third source that can be a contribution to the plan, and that's a profit-sharing contribution, uh, which I think at the end of the year, if the company says, hey, we've had a really good year and we want to reward employees for their hard work, um, you can have uh, a discretionary profit sharing where you say, hey, we're going to put in X amount of dollars and it's going to be allocated um, to Pro certain employees. Proportionate to certain mm -hmm. employees. There's a little bit of creativity you have there, but why would we bring this up under taxes? Well, if you're a small business owner, we talked about this recently on a, on a, on a show that you're a small business, you are aware of the tax burden that you're going to face on these profits. And then at, on a whim, you just say, okay, we need to buy something. Let's buy something because we need to reduce our, our taxable income when, in fact, it doesn't because it's a capital expense or it's something that you didn't need. Another way of doing tax planning is saying, well, should we do a discretionary profit share contribution? And that's, yeah, it's a fantastic option. Yeah. I, and, and you get to the end of the year and most people would say they want cash money. Who, who said that? I have no uh, idea. So um, I think Randy Moss, but anyway, <laughs> I could be wrong. So, but he, they'd rather have the cash in their hands to go buy a big screen TV or fill in the blank. It, that that that's way more practical for today. 
But if you said, how, what, what is the benefit? There's a benefit to an employer putting a chunk of money into the plan. It gets dispersed. And you can, you can segregate the, your employees. You can segregate them by age. You can s- segregate them by job category. You can s- segregate them by an, a number of different things that allows, even though you're, you're not putting an equal, uh, say, percentage, uh, you might in in each across the board yep. in each em, employees account. so this is one of the reasons why you need to be working with a, a qualified and, and competent retirement plan advisor yeah. uh, last thing with taxes is we talk a lot on the show about doing roth conversions and your your 401k plan it would be helpful to have in plan roth conversions where you can it, because if if you've heard us talk about roth conversions and say well i don't have an ira or i don't yeah so i guess that doesn't apply to me if you've got a 401k and you've made pre-tax contributions having a feature where you can do in plan roth conversions allow you to make that roth conversion within your 401k plan we're not going to get into all the details there you've got to figure out well how are you going to pay the taxes on that and and make sure you measure twice cut once but uh, that's that's another feature. Third big challenge that all small businesses, all businesses face with their retirement plan are the legal risks. So how can you help overcome that? What, what are those risks, Corey? And then how can you overcome them? And the, this is probably the least known risk to business owners out there because you think, hey, I'm just, I'm just, I just have a retirement plan. Let's, I'm just offering it, and there's not a whole lot of risk. But if we think back to um, how retirement plans used to run out just use the Studebaker company, mm-hmm. which was right here in South Bend, Indiana. There was some um, borrowing from that plan uh, to help uh, the business go through some rough times. And there's nothing illegal about them doing that at the time, but we all know that Studebaker went out of business. Um, so that triggered President Ford on Labor Day of 1974 to enact the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, also known as ERISA. That's like the main governing law that helps regulate retirement plans. And out of that, you have to, in a retirement plan, you have to name a fiduciary of the plan. Okay, so you can either delegate that, or if you don't delegate it, it reverts back to the business owner, the plan sponsor. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that responsibility of that fiduciary is to monitor all the transactions inside of the retirement plan. Yeah. And, and so think in terms, when you think of uh, a fiduciary, because there are on, on, on different sides of the business, as a certified financial planner, you know, the F word is a big deal for us because we have to put our client, by law, we have to put our client's interests ahead of ours. So we are fiduciaries. It, if your plan doesn't name a specific fiduciary, so it, getting a little jargon here, 402A named fiduciary. If you don't have a named fiduciary, as Corey said, the, the plan sponsor is the fiduciary. And there, that's a, that's a civil issue. It's not covered by your DNO insurance. And it's not, I'm not saying this to try and be scary, but I'm saying, look, and, and it's, it's, it's possible, I'm just going to say it's not probable, that you're going to end up in some sort of a lawsuit or a class action lawsuit or some big issue. But we've seen where stuff can get really hairy and be incredibly expensive to fix it. Because most of these problems can get fixed and, and you know, no one gets in huge trouble. 
But you, you, most the easiest way to solve that problem is just not get there in the first place. So, so here, just quick to back up on this. Yeah. You're really good at making widgets. Mm-hmm. You're running your business. You, you're really good at it. And all of your energy, mental energy, is in how to lead and run and uh, your, your business. Then you're saying, well, I need to have a 401k. That's not really my bailiwick. I'm not, I don't know all the details there, but I, I guess I need to do it. And then you find out, oh, wait, and doing it actually brings on a whole nother level of risk on my shoulders. Why not? I, I don't want that. I, I guess I need this 401k, but I don't want all this risk because I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know what I don't know. And yet I'm exposed to, you know, to, to more liability. No, thanks. So if that's you as a business owner, you don't need to be that fiduciary. That's, I guess that's, that's the point. You don't need to be that fiduciary. You can have a named fiduciary naming someone else and therefore offer the plan, have all the benefits and all that, but delegate that responsibility to a third party, someone else who is comfortable bearing that risk because they know the rules. And this is their this is their business. It's all they do. Yeah, it's all they do. I, I had a great example. This guy had his his uh, his bobcat or whatever it was stuck, um, and he finally called the tow truck guy, and the tow truck guy came out and got it out in in a half hour, and charged him two hundred bucks. And the guy was like, "I can't believe it!" And the tow truck driver said, "You know, no, now he's going to complain about my price." And he said, no, he said, I, you know, I, I took two days off work to try and get this thing unstuck and I still couldn't get it unstuck and you got it out in a half hour. It's because tow truck drivers get stuff unstuck. It's what they do. Yeah. And, and um, so th- this is a tow truck driver who also said, hey, I'm a tow, I'm a, I own a towing company and I'm a tow truck driver, therefore I'm not going to manage my own finances yeah and i and he doesn't even cut his own hair so i mean this is where you say if if you if it's not something you're good at and something that you do on a regular basis you might want to uh have a professional service provider doing it and just as as we're as we're wrapping up on the fiduciary thing think three layers of fiduciary so you want a named fiduciary this is the this is the person that will step in on your behalf. You wanted to that's a 402A, an administrative fiduciary. So it's a 316, and then an investment fiduciary. Mm-hmm. You be a 321 or a 338. Our preference is 338. That is not going to be on the quiz uh, at the end of the show. Hey, what are these numbers? No, I'm just kidding. I it's it's hard to, it's hard to follow, but there again, this is why you want to work with a a retirement plan advisor who can help you kind of navigate this stuff. And if your retirement plan advisor just sits there and throws these numbers at you and they try to make it sound really complicated, but they're not leading you, they're not educating you, you've got the wrong one, okay? Your retirement plan advisor should be educating you and helping you easily understand all these rules and what your options and and choices are and then guide you through those. All right, so we've got the fourth and fifth major challenges. To me, these are the most important. We're going to hit that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFT studios, Kevin Corhorn, special guest, Corey Johnson. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. Then all over social media, wherever you're at, 
We are there as well. Search The Wise Money Show. We're helping those of you with a retirement plan today. There's five major challenges everyone faces with their retirement plan. What are they? How can you overcome them? And many of them, guys, can be overcome by working with the right team of professionals. That's why Corey is here on the show. He's an expert in, and why we're grateful for he and his team and Kim and everything to, to, to be serving uh, the small business owners in our community because the retirement plan space, 401ks, that sort of thing, it's gotten more confusing. It's gotten more I don't know, complicated. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's gotten better, guys. Wouldn't you say? I mean, some of the normally, normally oh, I can't yeah. give Congress a lot of credit here. As they make changes, it's like, oh gosh, here we go again. Now these changes, if you understand them, if you implement them, it's gotten better. Yes, it's gotten better. Yep. But it is more complicated. You need the right team working with you. So uh, we're we're hitting the five major challenges every small business faces, every business faces with their four hundred one k. Now. Four and five here, to me, I, it, again, just thinking more from personal financial planning, these are, in my opinion, the most important, but there's still challenges that need to be overcome. This fourth challenge or frustration is employee satisfaction and employee financial wellness. So what's that challenge and how do you overcome it? Well, let's actually break that down to the differences between the two, because financial wellness, in our opinion, as CFPs, it has to be comprehensive. It's not just talking about, hey, the 401k. Uh, contribute more, right? There's there's tax planning, there's estate planning, there's investment planning, all tied into that. So the education has to be comprehens- comprehensive, has to be personalized, okay? And it has to be ongoing. It's not just one visit out to the company saying, hey, here's your 401k, sign the piece of paper. Um, we'll see you maybe some other time. But then there's also the employee satisfaction piece of it, which which the education is a piece of that. But how is your advisor engaging your employees? Are they a cultural fit with your employees? Are they showing up in a three-piece suit when you're a blue-collar work crew, or are they dressed how your employees would dress? Mm-hmm. Do they speak the same language? Are they from this? You know, are are they on the same side of the table? Are I they, guess are they relatable? Yeah, yeah because oh, yes. the, the cultural fit we've we've actually come in after uh, that guy that was wearing the suit, and it just. Um, it didn't fit. It didn't. It didn't work when you got guys. The suit didn't fit. The suit didn't fit, uh, and it didn't <laughs> fit culturally because the guys with steel-toed boots and hard hats, um, that meant something to them. Um, I'm sure. That, yeah. I mean, what what's worse than hey, we're trying to explain this really complicated stuff mm-hmm. that you don't really understand. You know, you want to be able to retire and and maybe save up some dollars, but you're also aware of all the obstacles. And not only that, is it, it not only is it just a completely different language. There's someone that's not dressed like you, that's not talking like you, like you, that seems like they're not connected with you mm-hmm. up there trying to explain it. Oh right. my goodness, no, no, thank you. Yeah, not gonna. There's there's not gonna be engagement there. Yeah, and I would say, with that, how available is the advisor on your plan? Mm-hmm. Are they willing to call you back within? Yeah, you know, a couple hours if they're busy. You know, or what is their um, their policy on that? Yeah, because you don't want the advisor. You don't want to hear from your employees of the advisor that they call and they never get a call back internally not it just you know and the, and the wise money show is about financial planning it's about helping you take the right approach to your finances and and have an awareness for the different different uh you know creative ways to to tackle or or achieve a financial goal this is not an infomercial yet i would tell you internally one of our measurables one of the one of the ways that we grade ourselves 
is for employees, well, how many, uh, what percentage are contributing? Because that's, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's an objective sign of how engaged are they. Because if it's someone speaking a different language that looks like they're from a different planet talking to them, how likely is that per, are the employees going to be to sign up for the 401k? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the ways that we measure our effectiveness as we're serving small businesses. How many, uh, what percentage of the, of the team is contributing? And it's a large percentage. And as we get out and do financial wellness stuff, you know, how much engagement is there? How much, you know, I- interaction? And yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. So we love it. All right. The fifth major, major challenge, I mentioned this up front, is one of my biggest gripes as a CFP working with employees trying to get the most out of the plan. And that frustration is both on the employer and on the employee. And that is having a strong investment lineup, investment choices. Now, here's why I would tell you it's a frustration. There's been all sorts of studies, I think, over to, you know, used too much. And that is if you have a lot of investment choices within your 401k, people are less likely to contribute. Therefore, you need to have a very small investment lineup and you need to have a bunch of target date funds. I absolutely cannot stand that. I think that is malarkey. Yep. I, I, I absolutely do. And um, so I do get that it can be overwhelming. If you've got a plan that has 500 investment choices, I definitely get that. It doesn't mean you should have four. Right. No, and, and it is, it, it, it's baloney because we have actually proven that wrong. We have uh, 401ks with 60 different fund choices. And if you sit down, because when people say, well, should I use a target date fund or should I make individual selections? If you're working with an investment professional, I would encourage you to, and you've got more than a couple thousand dollars in the plan, I'd encourage you to pick your own, set up the rebalance on a, on a, on a systematic basis and do that. Yeah, I'd say the the amount of funds inside of a 401k fund lineup is really an effect. Mm-hmm. The cause of that is business owners don't want to have to make those changes and monitor the fund lineup. They're likely not delegating that out to a third party. And we talked just really briefly about what a 338 mm-hmm. fiduciary is like that. That is the cause that makes that effect of a small fund lineup. Right, and the HR manager doesn't want people coming in his office or her office or whomever's office and saying, hey, um, what should I do? How should I invest my money? Yeah. So this is where you you really want to get that burden and that liability off of the people on the team at work and have a a financial advisor do that with your employees. I, 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 Corey, I think you're spot on that the investment lineup, having it be robust, having it be skinny, or having it be, you know, 300 is really an effect. The cause is the the individuals that are in charge of the plan, plan sponsors. Um, it's, you know, well, I, I don't, I have no idea, so therefore we'll just do a small amount, some, something like that. I'd rather have the right education, the right guidance provide the right amount of investment choices in the right categories, right? And and then on top of that, be able to educate and communicate that to employees on an ongoing and regular basis. Mm-hmm. Because I've often talked about the big flaw with uh, 401k investment choices, and that is you as a participant every quarter 
or every so often, you log into your 401k, you look at your investment lineup, the investments that have done well over the previous three months, those are the good funds, quote unquote, <laughs> the investments that have done poorly over the previous three months are the bad ones. And you just simply switch and do the good ones and get rid of the bad ones. Guys, that's a terrible way to invest. It's a terrible way to invest. Even worse, though, or to make it even worse, uh, is if you only have three large cap U.S. funds, one small cap fund, one international fund, and one bond fund in your 401k, and then a bunch of, of target date funds. That pretty much sums it up. That pr- mm-hmm. you, two, two large cap U.S. funds, one small cap, one international, and then a bond fund, and then target date. That, that's almost like the 401k playbook. Mm-hmm. And I, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. There's, there's no mid cap. There's no emerging mm-hmm. markets. There's no real estate. You should have a couple choices. You should have an index option in each of those as well. Mm-hmm. You can tell I get fired up by this. Yeah, and that, that's, and that's, you know, you say the index. That's, that's the active versus passive. Yeah. And it used to be, the there was a big deal about looking at all these active funds and picking active fund managers. And, and really, the, the four hundred one k is set up to be a passive investment option. And by doing the passive strategy, it's it's lower cost. It, here's what's not passive. This is the theme of the entire show. What's not passive is I'm just I, I don't understand the 401k. It's too expensive. I'm not going to offer one. Nope. Can't do that anymore. I, I think, Corey, you're absolutely right. This is a must have. And the other thing that's not passive is, well, OK, I started it and now it'll just run itself or I don't need to attend to it. You need the right team of financial professionals, retirement plan advisors that can help you get the right plan and overcome all these burdens and serve you on an ongoing basis. All right, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Kevin Corhorn, Corey, the rest of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. And as the employer er er employer, I'm putting in Three percent, three and a half percent. If I'm putting in three and a half, if I'm putting in three, if I'm putting in three and a half percent, securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group, KFG Wealth Management LLC, and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.